0: You're listening to Lindy's Audio Cafe, a positive and lighthearted podcast. Life gets busy, and in the race for happiness, we sometimes forget what is truly important. In the end, it's often the smaller things in life that truly matter. Stick around. There's always something new to talk about, and we're glad to have you join us. Thanks for listening, and here's your host, Lindy. It's Lindy here. I hope you're having a great day. Um, We're almost through the week here at the time that I'm recording this podcast. It's April 13th today. So I hope everybody had a great weekend last weekend. For those of you who do celebrate Easter, I hope you had a great time. Hope you had a nice time with family and with friends. I was pretty low-key for me, but that's okay. I got to spend some time with people that I really care about Connected with family long distance and uh, enjoyed a little bit of fresh air. So it was good. I uh, got up this morning and I uh, decided to post a picture of me on my social media. It's an old one from when I was probably about two years old. Yeah, that's when I had kind of the same hair color, but it was natural back then. <laughs> no, but listen, I was probably about two. And in this picture, I was sitting on a swing set in our backyard Now, I grew up in Whitehorse, Yukon. I grew up in a neighborhood downtown where most of us really didn't have a lot of money, Um, but we had a lot of friends, and that made us pretty rich. Uh, It's not always about monetary things. It's about who's around you. Um, We had a swing set there in our backyard, and uh, it was really a hit with a lot of the kids in the neighborhood. They loved that swing set, and it was small, It had two regular swings hanging on it and that little glider beside it, we called it the glider, so two kids could sit on it. You know, it had that little pole in the middle. You each sit on a seat, hold the pole, and you can swing back and forth on it. Having four kids in the family, it really was great for us because my two older sisters would typically ride on the swings. The two younger ones would ride on the glider. Everybody got to have a turn. And giving credit to my older sisters, they would hop off the swings and let us take a turn on the swings as well. They would push us, everybody learned to get along. And uh, I think it's really important for kids to have that. It's important for kids to be able to go outside, spend time with each other, and learn how to connect, communicate, share, coordinate. Those are all social tools that you learn when you're growing up and playing outside together. And when I was looking at that picture this morning, it just brought back such a flood of memories for me. It's amazing how one picture can really be worth so many memories. And remember that saying where they say, a picture's worth a thousand words? Well, that picture was probably worth a million words for me this morning because it made me think of so many things. I thought of sitting on those swings with my sisters. I thought of the fun we had in that little backyard that was so tiny, And in that picture, you can see it's like a little platform behind me. I don't know, it's probably five or six stairs high leading up to a wooden platform. That's what we called our clothesline. Yeah, it went up there and on the platform there was a big pole at the end of it with that big clothesline run that went out in the backyard. And it's funny, you know, I think about that clothesline. I mean, nowadays, everybody's saying, get a clothesline. It's the environmental thing to do. Reduce your carbon footprint. Do not have so many emissions going into the air. Use a clothesline. Well, heck, we were doing that back in the 70s, and we weren't really thinking about the environment. We were probably thinking about the electric bill, or in our case, it was the propane bill, because there was four kids at home. We had a propane dryer, and I bet every time my mom hung those sheets on the line and those pajama pants and those blue jeans, she probably thought, good thing, we're not running more propane drying these inside. I get that. So, you know, we had that big clothesline, and that clothesline stand was not just a means of drying clothes. No, that became our fort. That was our fortress. That's where we went. We dragged blankets up there. We made hideaways up there. We brought out pieces of paper, made it into rolls, and suddenly we had telescopes. Telescopes. Or, you know, we used to get those rolls from wrapping paper, you know, those brown rolls inside a roll of wrap. We'd take that out there, looking out through our little telescope into the backyard. Hello out there. Ooh, ahoy, mate, I'm out to sea. And our imaginations would run wild. Now, and that clothesline was also a great big Barbie community. My friends used to pack their little bags with their Barbie dolls. We'd all climb up there onto that clothesline. We'd set up our Barbies and set up Barbie houses. And ooh, all those stairs to the clothesline were now the stairs to the Barbie mansion. Imagine that. And when you took away all the toys and it was time for lunch... We would go and sit down on that clothesline and you know how the stairs went up and they were open behind the stairs i can remember sliding my legs between the stairs and sitting backwards on it because it felt like a picnic table oh when i was a little girl i was obsessed with wooden picnic tables i really wanted one so when i sat on those stairs on the clothesline It felt like a picnic table, and I can remember sitting out there with ham sandwiches and cheese whiz sandwiches, sitting on those stairs in the sun, swinging my legs, thinking it was a picnic table. We did a lot of things that were basic things back in those days that meant a lot to us. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have fancy video games. Our idea of a fancy game was when the boys across the street got a racetrack and it had these little remote controls and they were wired into the track and you could press buttons and watch the cars go around. That was like complete technology for us and we were so in awe when those boys across the street got that racetrack. But you know what? We all played together outside and we didn't need a lot of toys. I think back to what did we play with the most? Uh, Soccer ball was a big one and we'd often have nine, ten kids on the street all gathered out front. Everybody was playing soccer together and we'd uh, divide up the teams. There was the older kids who were really athletic, there was younger kids like me who were six, seven years behind most of the other kids on the street. They'd include us, they'd find a way to get us out there where we could be part of it. And I'm sure it wasn't always easy for the older kids. I mean, they don't always want the younger kids tagging along, but my sisters were so kind, so inclusive. They always found ways that I could be part of it. And I think back to those times. Yeah, they're pretty simple times. I mean, a lot of the games that we played were using our imaginations, but they were also building teamwork. And for those of you who are my generation, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those of you who are not, you're about to learn a lesson. So there were things we used to do. We had a game called Kick the Can and it was like a form of tag. Everybody would have to go and hide, and then I can't remember all the rules. I'm getting older. (laughs) But you go around, and once you know it was your time and somebody else go, you'd have to run, and then you had to be the first person to kick the can, and you'd score. I don't remember all of it, but it was a type of tag game. There was Home Free as well. We played Home Free, and you know what it was? We had a big uh, old garage in our backyard, and it had an electrical plug on the side, you know, with a little cover on top of it and you'd go and you'd play hide and seek. Um, And then one person would call for everyone to go and you had to be the person to get there and touch that plug on the wall. (laughs) No, it wasn't an open plug, but the the box for it. You had to touch that box and yell, home free! And uh, if the person that was like the the it person, if they caught you, we used to say you were the it person (laughs) and it meant that you're the person that would call your it. And so if they caught you, before you got there, they'd say, you're it. And now you're the next one to chase them. And yeah, silly little games, but they were games of tag. They were games of fun. And every once in a while, there would be somebody not getting along. And I mean, I can remember the odd time there'd be a little bit of a spat between a couple kids. You're cheating. You're cheating. I saw you do that. And somebody might end up in tears or somebody'd end up mad at somebody because somebody was cheating for the most part nobody cheated and if they did guess what it was social skills and people were learning how to relate to each other and if you found out really quickly that cheating did not go very well with your friends guess what all that could do was help you when eventually in life you got to the workplace because you can't cheat when you go to the workplace you have to be upfront and do things right so all those things that you are learning about when you're growing up, you will take with you into later life. And a lot of that goes back to the basics Um, Yeah, you hear people in my age group, you know, I mean, say Generation Z or the baby boomers, you know, people are looking at us and saying, oh, boy, here we go, more stories. Um, And we used to talk about what the older people shared with us. I used to walk five miles to school and 40 below carrying 1500 pounds on my back and I ate nothing that day. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? When I did go to kindergarten, and I am not exaggerating, I did have a good half-hour walk to get to kindergarten. We got rides when it was 20 below, but in the summertime, yeah, me and two friends from kindergarten, we walked a pretty good way to get home. And nowadays, that just wouldn't happen. There would be a bus. And what happened to us when we walked? We bonded. We became, like I always say, the family that was not blood and the fellow I went to kindergarten with was like a brother to me, and the girl that was with us was just like a sister, because we were three kids spending time together outside. And we were talking, we were learning, um, and we learned how to get along together. And I think it's so important nowadays, if you're listening to my podcast and you have young children at home, or if you're looking after grandchildren, remember, that it's okay to have a bit of electronics. I am not against electronics. Goodness knows I watched a bit of TV when I was growing up. Good old Sesame Street amused me on days when it was rainy outside. Um, But TV can't be the be-all and end-all of entertainment. There's things that are going to help build some really good memories with those kids. And, you know, going back to basics, pulling out coloring books or... You know, just letting kids draw and use their imaginations. Getting kids outside in the dirt. Give them a few trucks and let them build roads. Let them get dirty. Let them take those plastic farm animals and play out in the backyard. Because that's going to build memories. That's how I built memories with the kids that I grew up with. And we get so busy. And I know how it's hard when you're raising kids and you've got so many things on the go, especially if you're working full-time or if you have a lot of children. Sometimes your time is split in so many directions, and it's not always easy for parents. I can't say there's a right or a wrong on anything, because I can't say I always did everything right, but I sure tried. I remember a time when my kids were younger, and uh, it just seemed like life got overwhelmingly busy. Um, I had one person in my family that didn't live with us that needed a bit of extra help at the time so I was trying to spread myself that way on top of working full time. Life was super busy and I had two children active in sports and events. So I had one child who was in a sporting event that took 20 hours of training a week as well as another event. And I had another child who had different events to attend. So I remember sometimes it felt like I was Gumby. I felt like I was being stretched in all these directions. You know, I would get up, I'd go to work in the morning and, you know, rush to get home, rush to get to daycare, rush to drive one to sports, this other one to sports. And I'd find on the way home, I'm going to the drive-thru and I'm picking up takeout. Burgers or hot dogs or whatever and french fries because I didn't have time to cook a proper dinner. I remember this time, you know, when I was picking up my kids after work and it was like, you know, a typical busy working mom's lifestyle. You know, you get off work, you get in the car, you rush to daycare because you gotta be there before five o'clock. Then you rush to get somebody else to a different sporting activity. Then you rush to get the other one to this and that. And I remember I was really feeling stretched. Like I was just feeling like there wasn't enough of me to go around at that point. I remember at that time I thought to myself, holy crap, what am I doing? I'm so busy running in a million directions trying to get to this event and that event that I'm not even getting time to cook a nutritious meal for my children. What the heck? What's the purpose in this? I kind of had to pull myself back and do a little bit of reevaluation and rejuggle things so that I could try to do it all. But you know what? When you're a working parent and you're raising children and you have your kids and activities, Sometimes you just can't do it all. Sometimes you need to reach out, get a little bit of help if you can, if it's a possibility, or give yourself a bit of a break and recognize you can't be all places at once. And you're just going to do the best that you can for what you've got in front of you. But it doesn't hurt to go back to basics. It doesn't hurt children to go out and play in the backyard, to go and grab a soccer ball and knock on the doors of the kids in the neighborhood and get out on the street and play a little bit of street soccer. Do a little bit of kick the can home free, those things, climb some trees, make a fort, do the stuff that we used to do when we were kids. Because those things taught us valuable lessons. It taught us how to communicate with each other. It taught us how to share, how to be kind, how to think ahead. It taught us team building. And team building goes a long way, especially in the workplace. I'm going to share a really quick story here and it also came from something that I put on my social media this morning and I posted a little post. Now I don't know who wrote this, so I can't even give author credit to it, but somebody wrote on Facebook, they put it out with a cartoon and it said, when you become frustrated with older people because of what they cannot do, think of how frustrated they must feel because they can no longer do it. Hmm. I had to post that this morning and there was a little bit to that as well. Part of it is because, yeah, as I talk about quite frequently, I'm in my mid going on to late 50s, and I know that that six-zero mark is just a few years away, and I know that my body isn't doing what it used to do. Yeah, I get frustrated some days. Five years ago, I was riding 100 kilometers on my bike. Right now, my hip is acting up, and I'll be darned if I could get 10 kilometers on my bike because my hip is acting up right now, um, and... I think about the things that I used to be able to do and the things I want to do with my grandchildren right now there's lots that I can do with them there's lots that I can't do anymore and I found myself this past week getting a little bit frustrated when my body was acting up and it somehow I don't know I guess I started thinking about people that I've been in touch with people I've connected with and it really humbled me And made me learn to be a little bit more gracious about what I have and I think in life you have to focus on what you have not what you don't have you have to focus on what you can do not what you can't do there's a lot of things I could do five years ago that I can't do anymore four years ago I learned how to ride a motorcycle and I was so excited um, this year, I said goodbye to my last motorcycle, and it's not going to happen for me anymore. Physically, I have issues that are stopping me from being able to do it. My riding days are over. They were short-lived. Um, yeah, I'm sad to see it go, but guess what? I had that opportunity, and I'm so grateful for it because it gave me so much confidence in so many other ways, and it was fun. <laughs> vroom, vroom. Uh, But, you know, there's just things that you have to look at in life and go back to basics is what I am saying. If you're sitting down at home and you're sitting with your family, take that little box that connects you with everybody else and shut her down for 15 minutes. Sit at the table and spend time looking at who's across from you at the table. Get some eye-to-eye contact. Open your ears. Listen. Find out about their day. Someone sitting across the table. So what happened today? How was your day? How was school? How was work? Or if you don't attend either of those things, perhaps you're retired. Hey, um, you're out in the yard all day. How'd it go for you? How are you feeling? What's going on? Have you connected with so-and-so? Engage in conversation. Uh, it's amazing when you shut down the electronics and you talk to each other, you can really learn great communication skills. I know a lot of families, when they're tired and they come home, it's an easy solution to sit down, grab the remote, catch the news, I mean I do that at night now too, I mean I got my favorite newscasters that I love to watch, and some of them are quite humorous, I have a lot of fun with them, but sometimes we just don't do that, because we need to sit across from each other, and we need to talk, and it's so important. My older sister taught me a lot about the basics. Now my older sister is somebody who's very much about simple living. And there's so much to living simply. Sometimes the more you have, the more work it is to look after. Sometimes the more people have the more they want and then they're never happy with what they've got in front of them. When you learn to live with a little bit less around you, it's amazing how you learn to be so grateful for what you have. And I think especially right now, the way the world is going right now, there's so many people who have been losing their homes um, because of the housing crisis that we have. Housing prices have skyrocketed, and people are really struggling just to have a roof over their heads in many areas. Where we've got conflict going on in the world, and there's been disruption, and people have been forced to flee their homes in their countries. Um, they're so grateful just to be safe. And some people sit back and complain because they don't have a big enough TV. Some people are complaining because they don't have the latest and greatest like the neighbors or they couldn't afford to go on that cruise this year. Um, I think we have to look at what we have around us and celebrate the simplicity and celebrate who's close to us. Go back to basics. Um, I would do anything to go back to the days of riding banana bikes and being in the neighborhood with all the kids. And I also wouldn't want to give up the days that I'm having now. Um, I was at the gas station this past week. I'm going to share a really quick story with you. I know I'm, I'm going on a bit here about this. Um, there's an older gentleman in front of me at the gas station and we pulled up at the pumps there was one car in front of him then there was me behind him so yeah there's two cars in front of me one at each pump and then a line up behind us there's multiple pumps people lined up all around it just so happened that his gas tank was on the opposite side of where the pump was. So when he got out of his car, this elderly gentleman had to walk around behind his car, get to the pump, put his cards in. I know these machines are a bit slow. And then he had to meander back to get his, uh, you know, gas tank open, get the pump in there, start filling his car. Um, I knew he was a little bit slow but whatever you know what I just looked at it and thought wow good for him he's still driving and doing this and I just shut off my engine and sat there patiently. Um, When the car in front of him finished I felt a little awkward and we always feel that way you know when that car in front finishes and they zoom off and you feel like well should I move out go around and back in or should I just let this guy finish. Um, He was really close to finishing at the point that car in front drove away, so I thought there's no point in trying to get around him because he was standing with his arms extended, holding the gas um, pump thing into his car, and he was partly standing in the lane where I would need to drive through. So I'm thinking to myself, if I try to go around, I'm going to have to ask him to stop filling his car and move out of the way so I can drive around him. Or I'm going to come so close to him, I'll probably frighten him. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to take that risk. So I waited. When he was done, he walked around the car, put the, you know, the little lever, nozzle – They put the nozzle back in the gas pump. I can't think of the word today. Put the nozzle back in the gas pump. Then he slowly walked back to his car, got in, drove away. All right, I move my car forward, and when I'm getting out of my car, going to fill up, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be as fast as I can, run <laughs> over the pump. Lady behind me looks at me, and she says, oh, that was frustrating. And I looked at her, and I said, oh, how come? <laughs> I tried to act a little naive. She goes, oh, that just took so long. Weren't you frustrated? And I said, no. It's okay. I said I took a look at his age, and I said I think it was probably hard for him. And I just looked at her, and I said, uh, you know, if I tried to go around him, I would have had to ask him to move. And really, I thought to myself, one of these days, I'm going to be that age too. And she just looked at me. She didn't say anything else. Finished filling her car, drove away, and didn't look at me. I guess I didn't engage the way she wanted me to. But I really hope that my words resonated with her one of these days that's going to be me. One of these days, I am going to be there. And it's so easy for people to get frustrated. They're in this race for happiness. I have to get from A to B. I've got so many things happening in my day. Hurry up at the gas pumps. I got to get through. I got to fill up. Plan ahead. Allow for that extra two minutes. Allow for the fact that there could be somebody elderly in front of you or somebody who has extra needs, who needs that little bit of extra time to do what they're trying to do. Let's have a little patience for people around us because we're all built differently. Uh, I'm in my late 50s and I know there are things I can't do now that I could do five years ago. Five years ago I was riding 100 kilometers on my pedal bike. Right now I'm lucky if I can do eight because I have a hip that's acting up. Uh, So, you know, we just have to look around us and know that everybody has something going on in their world and we just need to be a little bit more kind and a little bit more patient. And when you get to the gas pumps, if somebody's a little bit slow, don't freak out, mellow out. When you get to the car wash and somebody's a little bit slow brushing that car, think to yourself, maybe there's a physical reason why they can't move any faster chill out mellow out don't get too worked up it's only a couple extra minutes plan ahead so that you're not getting worked up when other people are a bit slower in front of you go back to basics I think of my sister and again I go to my sister Denise and uh, when I went to the Yukon a few years back and we went hiking our old hiking spot behind our house We went up to where the Tarzan swing used to be, and it's gone. It's been replaced by a long set of stairs. And all these young people were going by and vroom, 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 up and down the stairs, and we trudged along at our own pace, and it was okay. I noticed that she'd slowed down a bit on that trip. She probably noticed that I'd slowed down a little bit, too. We went out and we walked through the woods at the top of the hill. And normally I'd be the person going, set my little Fitbit here or set my timer. How many kilometers can I do in this time? What's my heart rate? Did I get my cardio today? She doesn't think that way. She says, look, Lindy, look at the bud on this flower. Look at these crocuses. This is a sign of new life. Lindy, look at the nest in that tree. Oh, Lindy, look, these are going to blossom into something beautiful in another month. And I had to force myself to slow down and see the world through her eyes. And seeing the world through her eyes is pretty good because she sees the simple things in life that really matter. And I remember that day, I stopped and I could just feel the warmth of the sun on my shoulders. I could feel the breeze going by. I could smell the fresh air. And it wasn't a chemical freshness that comes in a dryer sheet you put in a dryer. It was pure fresh air, Yukon air. It was beautiful, and I loved it. And I remember that day thinking, I need to slow down and enjoy what's around me. And I found myself in this past few months. I was buried in my office, not coming up for air. I've been trying to get my little home-based business going, teaching myself multiple new programs at the same time, in this race to be able to accomplish all these things that I was self-teaching myself at the same time. And friends would come over, and I'd only have a little bit of time to spare because I'm in the middle of doing all this. And I had a friend who reminded me, Hey, Lindy, summer's just around the corner, and you want to make sure that you have time to get outside and enjoy the fresh air. You want to make sure that you have time for things that you enjoy. Don't get yourself too busy that you can't enjoy those things. And when he left that day, I thought a lot about his words. I thought a lot about what Paul had said to me. And he's right. I needed to find time to slow down again. I was losing focus of some of the things that I needed to be looking at. So, yeah, today's been a little bit of a ramble. And I guess I just got up thinking about all the great memories that I have from people and times and things that did not involve material items. It involved good people So when you head out this week, remember it doesn't matter what kind of car you drive, whether or not you own a big boat, little boat, no boat. Remember what's so important are the people around you. Celebrate who is around you. Celebrate what you can do, not what you can't do. Celebrate what you have, not what you want. And if you do this, I think you're going to find that this cup that you have is more than half full. So have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, do remember as you head out this week, smiles come in all languages and in all colors. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please click like, share on your social media, and hit that subscribe button for future updates. Don't forget to join the Lindy's Audio Cafe podcast group on Facebook or visit www.lindysaudiocafe.com. Have a great week, everyone, and remember when you head out that smiles come in all languages and in all colors.